Welcome to the Catfish and Copy Podcast. Before we start the podcast, I need to give a big thank out to the channel supporting companies. We've got Amped Outdoors. If you're looking for lithium batteries, check them out. Links are in the description. Uncle Lou's Tackle. Uncle Lou, he helps a lot of people out. He's a good man. Got to thank my buddy Colton at Multibar Rod Racks. In my opinion, probably the best rod racks in the business. I also want to give a big shout out to my buddy, Jimmy Forbes. He's the owner and operator of Port Barrington Marina. Uh, with his help, it makes it a lot easier for me to go fishing. And I will be fishing probably live tomorrow. So uh, uh, make sure that you got your bell notification on and you will be informed of that. Uh, we got a couple of people that just showed up. I see Ricky over at Solo Text Adventures. Uh, I see Tackle Box Mike just came in the house. There's Mindy Hogan. How you doing? Uh I think that's it. If I missed you, please forgive me. Tonight's guest, we have the Payne family. That's kind of a wrestling name if I ever heard one right there. Cody, how you doing, bud? I'm doing great. How are you? Uh, good. We're, your dad and mom are going to show up here when they get a chance, which will be fine. So if, if we ask them the same question I ask uh, Cody, you guys will have to forgive me. So, Cody, where are you from, bud? Uh, Scottsville, Kentucky. Scottsville, Kentucky. Vol, not Bill. Scott's Vol. Scott's Vol. Oh, that Vil? Vol? It's spelled the same as Bill, but we don't say it that way. Oh, you don't say it that way? You know, I thought, you know what would have been a good uh, poll to put up in the chat? Who has the who has the worst accent, you or I? I, I think that would have been interesting. I don't have one either, but some people might say that. And and there we go. So, uh, how long have you guys uh, uh, been fishing together on YouTube? Oh, um, a year. I'm guessing around a year and a half. I'm thinking, maybe maybe close to two years. Not two years yet, though. I know. So, somewhere in that time frame. I'm sorry. Somewhere in that time frame. Time frame. And how you guys been enjoying it? It's it's fun. Um, you know, it, some things can be frustrating about it, StreamYard, things like that. Editing videos, I hate, but uh, if my mom does get to dad make it up here, he'll tell you the same thing. My mother puts in all the work on that stuff. So if it was up to us, we probably wouldn't be able to have a channel. Uh, you know, but I, I like it. It's enjoyable. And the, the sense of community it can build, I, I like a lot about it. Yeah, that the... Uh... The editing is, is, it's quite the task. The more you do it, the the better you get at it. Um, I, I haven't edited too much video in a while. I need to get back on that, uh, uh, on that train, but, uh, uh, the more you do it, the easier it, it becomes. Um, I do need to say thank you to, uh, Real Gals Fish, Stephanie, for being a supporting member. I did see your, uh, um, uh, your message come up in the live chat. Uh, I wanted to make sure avid fisherman as well for seven months. Thank you. Fish and freedom for 12 months. You guys are awesome. Without your support, this channel really wouldn't, uh, wouldn't do that. So, uh, and, um, so, all right, Cody. So you guys have a channel called, uh, uh, three plus one outdoors. You want to explain to the people in podcast land what three plus one means? Uh, three plus one, uh, the channel's, my dad created so i i just kind of come along and help because i i enjoyed being there fishing you know and now i'm just as big a part of it as he is but he has three sons and one girl uh three plus one okay i got it i didn't know you got you had a sister or a brother a brother two brothers yes sir so how did you get to be the lucky one that gets to fish with mom and dad 
Uh, I'm the one that enjoys fishing. They don't. They don't fish. Um, my uh, youngest brother, he went out with us back in early spring um, when he come home from Germany, and uh, before he got stationed in South Dakota, I believe is where he's stationed now. So he went out fishing with us one day, and he actually managed to catch three or four really big fish, and it was a blessed day of fishing. But he, of course, what you get and gather from that is he's not here to go fishing with us much he's in the air force um and then my other brother he uh he's more into dirt track racing okay cool well thank you brother for uh his service most definitely uh what's your brother's name maybe uh you can tell him to listen to the podcast and he'll hear a shout out from you uh well one's named colton uh, and the other's name's christian and then i have a little sister who's 16 and she's karsten karsten there's a, that's a pretty name right there Freddie's Outdoor Adventure has been a member for 12 months. Thank you very much, Freddie. I got to uh, shout these out or else I miss them. The chat's going pretty pretty fur uh, furiously here. I do want to give downtown Ernie Brown a shout out. Hopefully he's starting to feel better. Ernie, uh, if you guys could keep earning your prayers, uh, um, it can't hurt. But I think I'm hoping he's made it past the um, uh, made it over the hard part. All right, just looking at some chat here. So where do you guys fish at most of the time? What's your home water? Barron River Lake. Uh, it's a 10,000-acre reservoir here in Scottsville, West, uh, split between two counties, Allen County and Barron County, and uh, Army Corps of Engineer Wreck Floodwater Reservoir, and that's where we fish the majority of the time, 99% of the time. And, and and you guys are fishing for catfish. You, you guys fish for what besides catfish, Cody? We uh we catfish and crappie fish. We uh we'll do a little bluegill fishing. Most I mean most times that's just for bait. But sometimes we'll take uh, my boys out and uh, go actually target some larger ones. You know some eater size bluegill and stuff. But mm -hmm. mostly catfish. A few times a year we do get out and do some crappie fishing. Um. I love the crappie fish as well. It's just I like catfishing a little bit more. I like uh, I like eating crappie better than I like eating catfish, but I think I like catching catfish better than I like catching crappie. Now, if SK's in here, he's going to be very upset to hear that. So if you're listening in the background, SK, I'm sorry, bud. <laughs> but it is. I got a bad case of that flathead fever. J-Dog's Gone Fishing is asking a question to you, Cody. He says, who is Cody's favorite fisherman to watch on YouTube? Uh, Richard Jane, the fishing machine. I think he wanted you to say, Jane Dog's going fishing. I'm, yeah, he, he threw me a softball there, and uh, he might call it foul, but I think it was a home run. Richard Jane, the fishing machine's an awesome YouTuber, and I really like watching him. I've been watching Richard Jane for the longest time. Him and Elmo are probably my. Uh, <laughs> And, and and what's his wife's name? Is it Betty Sue? Betty Sue, yeah. Mama, Mama Sue, that's it. Mama Sue's probably my favorite one out of all of them. I got a big kick out of watching Richard Jean. Oh, wait, there's Larry right there. Hold on a second. Let's bring Larry in. Hey, what's up, guys? What's up, Larry? How you doing, bud? I'm we're, doing great. Uh, we're we're here. We're glad you could you could join us, and I appreciate you like rushing over here to get on here. So. That's really awesome. I've been kind of grilling uh, Cody a little bit with some questions. We just started talking a little bit about Richard Gene, the fishing machine. Do you have a favorite YouTuber? 
do I have a, I, you know, I love watching everybody. Uh, I really do. Um, you know, I, I love, I like Richard Jean. He's a very knowledgeable guy. And the thing of, of him is he's knowledgeable about many different species, not just certain species. I mean, there's a lot of guys out there that's, uh, you know, catfish specific, crappie specific and everything. But yeah, Richard Jean is one of them that's knowledgeable about many different things. I, I agree with you hundred percent. You can tell that he's legit too. He knows what he's talking about. Yeah. And, and if he doesn't, he sure does make it look like he does, but That's he does right. a pretty good job catching fish. Um, and I know he's, I believe he still works full-time job. So it's not like he's fishing full-time. So in order to catch the kind of fish and the amount of fish and the quality of fish that he does, you kind of got to know what you're doing. That's for sure. Uh, Dieter says, Richard Gene, the fishing machine is a perfect magical combo. I agree. That little bit of crazy helps too, definitely. <laughs> well, we got all kind of that. We got all kind of crazy. We do in the catfish family here on YouTube. We got all sorts of crazy. <laughs> why? Why does? Why does the Lee Evans coffee show in the morning come to mind when I said that? Well, you got to look at some of some of his guests that come up with him a lot in the morning. You know, some of them's pretty close to us right here, and uh, yeah, the shoe fits. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. I agree. Uh, J-Dog's throwing me off my game here. Here's a question from J-Dog. We're going to give J-Dog some attention because if we don't, he's going he's gonna to try to guilt me into ignore, saying that I'm ignoring him again. He says, this is my two-part question. After this one, you're done, J-Dog. Um, first, why is Cody so mean to me? <laughs> we'll take it one part at a time. Cody, why are you so mean to J-Dog? Well, you know, I guess I didn't realize I was, but if I am, it's it's strictly out of envy. Anybody that catches the size and number of fish that Jason does, it's hard not to be a little bit jealous of them. Okay. You, you sticking with that answer? Yeah. Okay. Just checking. And the second question, Mark, tell us who Cody reminds you of me. Co Cody reminds me of... <laughs> I don't know. Chad? He's gone. <laughs> I didn't see that one coming. <laughs> All right. So J-Dog's questions have been taken care of. <laughs> and Dieter is chiming in here. He says, I think Richard Gene, the fishing machine, is doing it full time now. His son's a good editor, too. Absolutely. If you guys didn't know that, uh, Richard Gene's son does all his editing and, and his merch and all of that stuff. I think Richard just got handed those GoPros because he knew what he was doing out on the water. And, and they became quite the quite the good team and quite the quite good at it so i know how it is to have somebody that does all your editing for us because without amy we'd be in trouble that's what we were talking before the show and uh or maybe even during the show we were talking for for a while now um and uh amy does do all the editing according to cody and and uh uh, you guys are blessed for having her do that because it's kind of hard. But then again, she is the, the creative one in the family, and I've seen her cakes. If you guys haven't seen her cakes, you guys are missing out. 
I want to go down to that meet and greet next year just uh, um, just to get some of that cake. So I'm trying to keep up with chat. You know, I think I might need me a co-host. I might start taking applications here in the near, near future. Um, just figure I'd add that in there. Uh, so I'm sorry Amy wasn't here today. I was looking forward to talking to her more than any either of you two. Uh, but that's another story. Yeah, she's headed back from a soccer game right now. You guys are quite the busy family. You got kids all over, somebody to soccer. I'm guessing it's your daughter's soccer game she's at? Yes, yes. Cool. Now, how often do you guys all get out as one big family to go fishing? Never. Never? No. <laughs> you need to make that happen. When, they, when the kids were younger, you guys probably all got out there, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. We, we camped a lot, went down to the river and fished a lot. Uh, when I, when I, when the kids were young, when I was younger, we done a lot of river fishing in. So now do you prefer river fishing or lake fishing? I, I, I really enjoy both of them. It's just, uh, I live right on Barron river lake, so it's the most accessible to me. So we do uh, a lot of lake fishing because of that, but, uh, lake fishing and river fishing are two totally different things. I agree. You know, they both have their pluses and minuses. And I want to thank Creole Catfishing for the $4.99 $4 sizzling super chat. He says, paying my beard toll since I'm beardless. We can, well, he lives down in Louisiana. But then again, a lot of them Louisiana boys like Duck Dynasty, they all got beards. So you you can do it, uh, Jeremy. But thank you regardless. So, you know, lake fishing, I'm not even going to lie. I, I'm a river guy. I love fishing rivers. But I think uh, it's probably because that's what I know how to fish. I couldn't tell you which which direction a fish are pointed in a lake in a river. I can take a guess which way their their heads are facing. So that makes it a little bit easier. You guys just had a a, a crappie vacation. You guys want to tell me a little bit about that? I remember Cody was telling me you guys were heading south to go crappie fishing. Yeah, we went down to uh, Ufala, Alabama, Lake Ufala. Uh, second year that we had been down there and fished and uh, last year when we went we caught the tail end of the spawn so we still caught the fish up foot and a half of water you know jig jig under a float foot and a half deep just beating the banks this year when we went they were no nowhere near the spawn so it took us a couple of days to actually get out and find the fish uh, find the pattern they were on and be able to be successful at catching them but we were, we, we, after a couple of days, we figured out a pattern and we caught some really good fish. Yeah. And uh, what'd you guys end up catching total? Any idea? I don't know total. I know the last day we fished, we only crappie fished for about half a day. And then we decided for the last half of that day, since it was the last day we were going to be there, we'd go out and do some catfishing just because that's what we do. Uh, but uh, during that half a day, I think we caught 13 or 14 and all every crappie we caught that day was over a pound. We never caught a crappie under a pound. That's some good eating right there. I think a pound's probably at the top of where I'm keeping them, but um, they're always fun to catch. You guys got? Did you guys catch any PBs while you were down there? Uh, I don't I think. Don't, no. No. That's okay. Gives you a reason to go back. <laughs> Grenada, this this upcoming. We normally take a. Uh, crappie fishing trip in, in early spring, try to target the spawn at somewhere other than our home. Uh -huh. And I think Grenada is going to be the spot this year. Uh, I've heard locate fish is really hard if you're not familiar with the waters, but anywhere that's got a 12-inch size limit, 
you know. I'm liking it. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, what's the creel limit out down there? Uh, I think 15. 15? Yeah, that's a that's a trophy lake. They're setting that up. That that's like on that's like one of the crappie mecca lakes as far as I'm concerned. That that's on my list definitely to fish. My long ever so growing, you know, bodies of water that I want to fish. It's 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 Grenada and uh, um I want to go down and fish uh, uh Lake Houston, a couple other lakes in Texas. What's another crappie lake i want to fish of uh, most of the lakes down in southern illinois i might be heading down there in the next couple of weeks try and make a trip down there maybe fish with my buddy josh over at the weekend angler i gotta contact him sure is whoever else is down there maybe go fish in missouri with lyle and dockery that would be cool too i got this list i want to get out there i'll got to get to kentucky and fish with y'all next year uh um definitely go check out the uh tennessee meet and greet since it'll happen a month before uh our, our spring uh, channel cat trip that we usually do. So the dance card is getting full quick. So what kind of channel, what kind of catfish you guys got in, and uh, I'm sorry, what was the name of your uh, home lake again? Barren River Lake. Bar Barren River Lake. That's right. What, what kind of, uh, do you guys have flatheads down there? We yes. do. You do? Blue cats as well? Yes. And channel cats? Yes. You got them all, man. You ever catch the the trifecta while you're down there? Uh, uh, not very, not very often uh, on our home lake, just because we we're drag we're dragging baits most of the time, and you very seldom ever will catch a flathead while dragging baits. I have during the day, not very big ones, but I've gotten lucky and I've gotten a few of them. Actually, I was just watching Spencer's video today. He picked one up on the Mississippi. They were a uh, uh dragon baits or they were bump he was bumping actually in my bad that's Which pretty cool there. yeah but it'll happen you put that bait in front of a flathead's face and if you can get him to bite he's he will he definitely will you can always get lucky um other than that i've seen Dieter on one of his uh early live streams he was out there uh with his son his son got his pb flathead that time that was that was a pretty cool thing to see he was pretty happy you could see the big smile on dad's face when his son hauled that sucker in there something about a flathead that gets me going see i got a big smile on my face for those of you who can't see underneath my beard they really do i don't ha i don't have again i don't have blue hit blue cats up here so I don't, I don't get a chance to develop that passion for them but flathead i let them drive me crazy so you guys ever target flathead out there on Lake Barron? Uh, you know, it ain't, it's not very often just because, like, again, we go out and we target blue cats most of the time. But sometimes we'll get back up in the river and uh, target the flatheads. Uh, there's, there's good spots on the lake as well to catch the flatheads. It's just most time if we're on the lake, again, we're, we're dragging baits instead of, I mean, we very seldom anchor up. Yeah, and our flathead numbers really aren't what they used to be. Um, when I was a kid, I remember Daddy catching massive flatheads all the time, and uh, we we actually don't get our lake doesn't get stopped uh, like some other lakes in Kentucky does. But Taylorsville is one that comes to mind. And 13 years ago, they had a surplus from the hatchery of blue cats, so we actually got some blue cats stocked that year in Barry. Mm -hmm. And ever since then, uh, between the noodling or hand grappling, whatever you want to call it, uh, because that season falls right in line with when the flatheads spawn the most. Oh, yeah. Uh, 
and they take a lot out between that and the influx of blue cats our our flathead numbers have really went down went down that that's unfortunate there's other places in the country where they're they're considered evasive species and they're still abundant so i i don't know what what's causing i know that uh uh noodlers if i'm not mistaken they're actually going into the nests and pulling the fish off of nests and stuff i've also heard now this is it's not even rumor i've heard had people tell me that missouri department of conservation um did a study where when they pull them off of those nests that they don't they don't go back whether that's true or not i don't know don't quote me on that people use your google machine and and, and see if it is true but uh i i wouldn't be surprised if it is them them flathead are pretty fickle machine well I'd like to say they're pretty fickle, but I've caught the same fish twice in the same, in a half hour. So uh, I, I, I don't know how fickle that makes them. So, so what, what are your PB blues? Well, uh, mine is only 45. So 64. 64, both good fish. There's nothing to be ashamed about with a 45 pounder. Just give you a reason to go out. And bigger ones. Can you imagine? You know, my buddy Luke, who is in chat, caught his hundred and eighteen pounder. I think they uh, did the math to come out to be. Can you imagine how hard it's going to be to top that? Holy smokes! What do you do next? <laughs> Just keep fishing. Keep fishing. Yeah, but it's something. I have a a friend here on the Fox River. He got a fifty. I think a fifty-four pound flathead. Like it'll be like fifteen years ago now. And he's been chasing a PB for like 15 years straight. He can't seem to to get that to, to to beat that PB. So, but he keeps going back for more. I don't. I, I guess I would do the same thing. Yeah, I, I mean, as far as flathead, I caught my PB flathead back in the 90s, and it was 60 pounds. So I don't know if I'll ever beat it, but that don't mean I'm not going to try. That's a big flathead. I'm looking for that 40 this year. I got to get that 40-pound sticker on my boat to fill the empty spot in my boat. And then uh, after that, I'm going to start heading to the Mississippi maybe once or twice a year. Look for that 60- and 70-pounder. J-Dog's trying to get around me here with, with said, can someone ask Mark to ask Cody and Larry if they could fish with anyone in the world, who would it be? I'm all out of questions, he said. <laughs> Um, well, it would have to be J-Dog. be Jason. Didn't you just fish with him? We didn't. He actually come down, refused to fish. Uh, he didn't, he didn't bring his boat with him and, uh, just come down to the cookout, hung out for a couple hours and headed back north. Oh, there's Kelly from the Bullock Experience. She says, ask Cody who's bluegill i caught my pb blue on a little uh backstory for that one didn't kelly uh for the people listening on the podcast um didn't kelly get his pb blue cat with you guys he did uh 47 pound blue cat uh kelly's been out with us in the boat with me and daddy twice and both times he caught a pb the first time wasn't nearly as impressive as the second first time managed to get on a 16 pound blue cat which was his pb and then the next trip, which was most recent, he yeah, got on a 47-pounder. And I tell you what, we've had this year alone, I think four or five people in the boat with us that have caught PBs over 40 pounds. And uh, and, it, and it was actually the first what I call big catfish they had caught. And seeing somebody's face light up like that, going from like a three- or four-pound catfish to a fish in the 40s is uh, – 
it's just amazing you know i i definitely can understand that and, and when you can put that smile on somebody's face it kind of helps i know uh kelly's been having a hard time with some fish as here as of late but it looks like his luck is turning around thanks to you guys so that was pretty cool but whose bluegill did uh he catch the blue the pb blue on i don't know what that means but uh well when we we were fishing i you know nagged him that after he got it in i was like well at least that was the bluegill i caught that you caught it on you know just nagging him a little bit so i think that's a bit of an inside joke you know trying to take some of his shine because he caught such an amazing fish fish flex wants to know also who in the uh if you could fish with anyone in the world who would it be that's a big one right there it would i mean i i would love to fish with everybody uh i don't care who it is but uh i i would really love to fish with some of these guys that uh that catch these hundred pound blue cats just so i could pick their brain you know what are some of the things they look for while they're fishing? Uncle Lou says, Cody, are you about to give us the gurgle gurgle yet? <laughs> uh, Uncle Lou thinks I get mad too easy, so that's what he's referring to. But we should probably just avoid comments from Uncle Lou and J-Dog. Wow. <laughs> they're actually starting to amuse me here. I like some good. I like some good trolling in the chat. I actually kind of thrive on it, to be honest. Which, as long as it isn't mean-hearted, it's always welcome. So, see, J Dog says, "See right here." J Dog says, "See, Larry was definitely talking about me." <laughs> yeah, I, I would. I, I can't lie. I would love to go to the Ohio River and fish with J Dog. Yeah. yeah. How far are you guys from the Ohio? What's that? How far are you guys from J Dog? Um, from J-Dog, we're four hours or so away, but from the Ohio River, uh, we can be in Louisville in two hours, which would be the closest point, uh, the closest pool of the Ohio for us. Okay. So you, did you guys go to CatCon this year? We did. You did? How did you guys like that? It was, it was really enjoyable. I, I enjoyed it. It was nice meeting everybody, got to do a little shopping. Uh, spend a little more money than what we probably should have or what I should have. and uh, But overall, it was a great experience. You too, Larry. Did you have a good time? I, I had a great time. And, and the most, uh, the greatest part was getting to meet everybody and just getting the fellowship with everyone. Uh, you know, you see all these people on YouTube all the time and, uh, and then getting to meet them in person and seeing that they're even more awesome than they are on YouTube. It, it was a great experience. It, it definitely is. It's like you know each other when you meet face-to-face -face or like you have, so it's pretty cool to see. Uncle Lou says, say what, Cody? That hurt. <laughs> <laughs> and J-Dog's turning into J-Dog. He says, I love Cody from the bottom of my heart, and he knows this. It's nothing but respect for Norm. I'm sorry. I mean Cody and Larry. <laughs> wow. I haven't heard that name in a while. Yeah. And it was right. Stephanie says she's got to meet you guys there too. So yeah, it was awesome. Made so what else, you guys got, what else you guys got planned for the rest of the summer as far as fishing goes? Well, we're out pretty much every every Saturday morning um, fishing. If 
far as fishing trips, I don't, I can, I don't have any come to mind uh, that we actually have set in stone. Me and Dave's been talking about getting down to a, either Wilson or Wheeler really soon. So that'll probably be the next trip. Uh, and hopefully that's not too far away. It's nice to ever, you know, every so often go somewhere a little bit different. So that'll be the next trip. And other than that, waiting on this, I know you don't want to hear it, but waiting on winter to get here. Once, once the weather cools down, uh, our success rate for big fish really goes up, which we, we've been blessed. We've caught a lot of big fish in this hot weather as well. Um, but, the winter is a preferable time fish and there's no pleasure boaters uh, really out on the water. So that's a huge blessing when it comes to that fishing that time of year. Freddie's outdoor adventure says, do y'all prefer anchoring or dragging on the lake? Dragging. Yeah. You guys don't anchor up that much. That's right. Brian B says um, that he met you too. And he says, Larry was way cooler than Cody. (laughs) Yeah. You know, Brian way shorter than I thought he was going to be. So, R- really, I thought Brian B was a tall, tall gentleman. Five four, five, maybe five five. And we got Kevin over at Can't Be Angling saying, "Larry Cody, do you like long lining for crappie or drop shotting?" Uh, uh, most of the time, either vertical vertical jigging or fishing below a bobber. Well, slow roll one back to the boat sometimes, but preferably vertical jigging or fishing under a bobber. Fishing under a bobber takes the cake, uh, but of course that te- that technique only works for you know certain times a year, or is the best only certain times a year. Yeah, any time. But you feel the same way, Larry? Yeah, yeah. My my favorite way is jigging under a float. Uh, me too that, that's the way to go that's how i was that's how i was taught and that's that's pretty much my favorite way i'll i'll throw a i'll throw a little bit two inch paddle tail or or a beetle spin too sometimes with a i'll, I'll take the beetle spin off of the spin part and throw just like a bobby garland on there and that seems to work good in the weeds but it's another thing J Dog is already making up. He says, Mark, I have a new phone. If you need a co-host, hit me up, player. I tried hitting you that up today, J Dog. When I got back in my truck, I went to call you back, buddy. I was going to offer you the position, but you didn't answer. So I <laughs> lost. I'm kind of scrolling through your chat, see what else. We got lots of questions. <laughs> See, look at it. She's already assuming that. I just answered this question. It says, new show coming up soon, catfish and puppies. <laughs> J-Dog's a hoot. I like J-Dog. He's a good dude. Uh, but he can give it as much as he can take it. You know, I have a friend named Chad Fields, right, from Fields Water. He used to say hello to people, but now he just shoots eyeballs at everybody. Did you notice that, Cody? Yeah, he he likes to lurk a little bit, but that's okay. I think since he's like a co-host on Catfish Weekly now that it's on his head and he's too good to say hello to everybody. Yeah. Yeah, that's the way it is. Fame goes goes to a lot of of people's heads. Mm-hmm. Chad is just hurting everybody's feelings. There he goes. Now he's starting to say hello. Wow, definitely still the star, star of the show. Absolutely. He just keeps them around to make him look even better. <laughs> Sorry, Josh. 
let's see. I got people asking what time we're going out tomorrow. That's still yet to be determined. So do you guys do a lot of live fishing? Um, well, we we did a lot more in the past, um, but we were we were kind of pigeonholing ourselves because we live in a very rural community, a very rural area, and we don't get service but on a few select parts of the lake. And at times there can be fish caught there, but there's not fish there year round. So mm-hmm. it, we would be going and picking our spots we were fishing based on cell phone reception and not where we actually thought the fish were going to be and uh, realized that we were just doing ourselves more harm than good. So we, we kind of started doing a lot more edited videos. Um, we've done a couple lives over the past few days because just because we were fishing up in the creeks that were already there. And uh, tomorrow I'm going to be live on our channel. Uh, me and J-Dog's going to be fishing together. But we probably do more edited videos than we do lives. Gotcha. You can always you can you can videotape anywhere. You don't need a cell signal to say this. Uh, Daryl from Trophy Seeker Outdoor says Mark is an attractive older gentleman. I want to highlight that comment, but that's what I'm reading <laughs> there. Thank you very much for those kind words, Daryl. It's not often that another man calls you attractive, but I'll take it. <laughs> get it. I appreciate you. What's going on, Bob? Ken, how you doing? <laughs> So what other plans you guys got for your channel? Uh, go ahead, Daddy. Well, we're just going to keep doing what we're doing and uh, see where we go. You know, try to grow in what we're doing. Uh, try to make better videos. Try to make, uh, I think more than anything, I think we need to, we're going to try to start putting out more informational videos, telling mm-hmm. people exactly what we're doing and why we're doing it. And uh, just have fun with it and see where it goes. There you go. Kind of spitball it, so to speak. See what sticks. That's the best way to figure out what works on YouTube as far as I'm concerned. So now I wanted to bring up uh, uh, my 1v1. Didn't you go up against Chadwick Fields in the 1v1? I did. That was awful. <laughs> All right. A, a little uh, backstory for the people listening on the podcast. Uh, uh, I host a yearly tournament, uh, usually by week, by yearly. We'll see if we have the uh, the fall one this year. That's still up in the air. Um, but uh, um, uh, it's like during one of, I think it was the first draw. Uh, you picked Chad as a oh, we lost Cody. He'll be back. Um, you picked Chad as your uh, uh, opponent. You guys came up with your rules, and you had a little surprise for him. Uh, Right, Larry? What, what was the surprise you guys had? We had to sing a nursery rhyme each time the other person caught a fish. Well, you I guys went all the way to Watts Bar, didn't you? We went down to uh, we went down to uh, Chickamauga down down to Nickajack, and I went down to Nickajack and fished. Okay, and how did that work out for you? It was not a good day. I don't think I caught but like one fish that day. Uh huh. So it, it was it was not a good day. And it was one of the rare, rare days that Chad actually caught fish. So normally enough, uh, kind of rested on his laurels. I was there, Joey and in the boat. And, you know, I guess every dog has its day. Every, every squirrel finds a nut, every blind squirrel finds a nut every now and then. All those cliche sayings. Uh, I'm going to say the better man won that day. 
Yeah, if if I'm breaking up, people, uh, I apologize. It, apparently, I'm having some internet connections here. So if my uh, audio goes in and out, I want to apologize. Uh, the whole time I'm doing this, uh, I'm losing Larry or Cody one at a time. I think it's on my connection on there since everybody in chat's telling me that my audio signal kind of sounded funny. So we're going to make the best of this. So uh, let's see. Uh, J-Dog says, when you talk to Cody, Amy, and Larry, they really make you feel like your family. I did notice that definitely. See, there's Chad saying I got to pay my internet bill. <laughs> Honey, did you pay that bill? Uh, maybe not. She's kind of mad at me, so maybe she didn't pay it. So, so what other? You guys do any other tournaments online here? Uh, we've done a few. Um, we never with any kind of real luck. I think the best we did was. Uh, one of Paul Palmetto's uh, Iron Cat tournaments was the boat tournament, and uh, we tied we tied for second, or we went out same time as the person would have had second, but they had us beat by I think a pound or two, and Big Fish was the tiebreaker, so we ended up with third in that, and that's our best showing. Um, the The tournaments have been a real curse. Online tournaments for us have been a real curse. It seems. Uh, or I'm gonna blame it on a curse and uh, not put the grunt of the blame on uh, me and Daddy by just saying, you know, we weren't as good as the other people involved, which is probably more likely the case. I uh, I was in uh, uh, well, I was slated to fish in Brian B's Midnight Madness tournament, and uh, we had real bad electrical storms here, so I didn't get to fish. And uh, directly after that night, I decided I'm going to retire from the online fishing tournament se series here between all of us so uh you guys had your chance and, and mother nature just you know told me that the man upstairs says this is not meant to be mark just keep doing the show well just as cody said earlier about us going live you know that's the thing about it when you're in one of those tournaments you got to be live and you know it really limits where we get to fish on our home waters when we're when we're live so mm -hmm. we don't always get to fish our best best spots that's the big issue without making excuses. <laughs> well, my best spots are usually bank spots and I don't, I don't video or, or live stream on them to be honest with you, or I don't go there on my boat. I could always do that, but I won't do that. If I give up those spots, I got some people that'd be pretty angry with me. I've said that before and I'll say it again. How, how, do you, how are you guys dealing with that kind of stuff? Do people get upset when they see you fishing on their spots and showing it off on YouTube? Or are you guys not running any of that yet? Well, uh, I don't know that we fish any spots that somebody else would consider theirs. Most of the spots that uh, me and Daddy's had the most success at, we we found ourselves. But we have ran into uh, we you know say we put a video out two weeks after we filmed there. We've been fishing there for a few weeks and having lots of success, and you never see a boat. The video come out, and then there's a lot of boat traffic there. <laughs> but that's and. You know, we have people that fish our home lake that, you know, they'll just, fishermen will ask. They're not scared to ask, hey, where are you catching fish at? Where should I be fishing? And I always volunteer that information up. Uh, yeah, sometimes I don't want to, but I always do just out, just trying to be kind and stuff. You know, it, it's a two-sided coin. You want to be as nice as possible, but then at the same time, you're like, dang, I hope they don't go back there and catch that fish I've been dying to catch, you know. You know, um, we, we – I run into some of that stuff here too. Um, a couple of weeks ago, um, 
somebody pulled up next to me like, oh, Mark, now I see where your secret spot is. I'm like, dude, this whole bank is lined up with it. Now, you know, I told him, I'm like, this is a good spot. But I know he, he was a catch and release fisherman, so I'm not too worried about that. Now, some of these guys I know that are uh, uh, keep everything they, they catch, those guys I kind of keep an eye on and, and, and make sure that they don't know. J-Dog's giving me some flack in chat here still. He says, you're retiring because you're scared of me, Mark. Be honest to your fans. <laughs> I think he was just honest enough for us both. I know what you're talking about there, though, Mark, because just the other night we went to a spot that we'd fished several videos. There's several videos we'd been in the same spot or same area, and we went over there the other night. We got there. There was five boats within a, a mile stretch with 50 pool noodles out each. And we know when those fish get caught on those, where they're going. You know, I know a couple of guys that they, they'll, they'll pool noodle, they'll, they'll jug line or whatever you want to call it. And they do it for fun too, though. But that's the thing, but we got a certain stretch of river here that not too many people take their boats on that. Uh, we've, we've caught a couple of guys out there with like 60 or 70 uh, Gatorade bottle jug lines. And uh, there's like four guys in a 12-foot John boat with a four-horsepower motor going down, just picking up all these catfish. That was kind of hard to see. You know, we definitely made a call to the DNR about that. But that kind of stuff breaks your heart. But, I mean, you really don't know until you know, I guess, as far as whether they're following the rules or not. Right. Well, on our home lake, by rules, you're only allowed to keep one fish a day over 25 inches you can keep 15 under but the problem is in kentucky we if they have if they were fully staffed with game wardens we only have one game warden per county right now that is not the case they are not fully staffed and they can't seem to get enough hired so they're really understaffed and there's no way for them to be out taking care of all of our waters yeah, we got people in chat saying uh, Finn Secret TV uh, saying noodle, noodle, noodles on a lot of my spots lately, too. He's noticing in them. Can be angling saying uh, noodling is equal to harvesting, in his opinion. Uh, I can understand. Um, Want to be outdoors says he's not against jugging, uh, but dang, come on, man. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I have mixed feelings. I have no problems with a bunch of guys out there trying to keep their heritage but as long as they're cpr and a ma majority of their catching you know they're not raping the water so i guess i don't have a problem with it but you don't know i mean it's too too often they do it, it's a touchy subject we could get into that talk but all that does make enemies and, and have problems and i'd rather have a conversation with somebody sitting face to face with them than hollering at them from my pulpit here on the internet so i feel the same way my my line is you know, where I draw a line in the sand on it, though, is pretty simple. Follow the law, you know, and, and I don't think that's too preachy. Um, although if somebody kept a 50-pounder, it wouldn't be what I'd want to do. But if that's the only one they kept that day, that's within the law. And I don't think I have the right to tell them they can't do that. But when they keep two or three of them, then it's against the law. And I disagree with it a tad bit more. Yeah, if you can't change their minds, you can always change the laws, too, so. I, you know, we've had some luck here on the Fox. Um, 
I haven't personally, but I know there was a, um, a fishing club here that got slot limits put in place. It's 200 flatheads, 224, one over 24 per day, uh, which, which made a big difference. That kind of proved how much fish people were, were, were keeping and, and taking as far as the big ones go. In just five years' time, the, the size of the flatheads have gotten a lot bigger. They've gone from where a 25-pound fish was a, a, a good fish to where, you know, up up in the middle 30s is is what you're getting on a big fish 40s are starting to pop up here and there a little more and every now and then like my pb you get lucky and there's just a freak of nature that's been evading all the the keep and eat fishermen so i was real fortunate to to trip on that fish i won't say any otherwise so i don't see anybody else complaining about my uh, uh um uh internet signal so i guess that's a good thing so what else you guys got going on? Um, go ahead. You start. Say well, uh, just as Cody said, uh, I would like to sometime between now and December, I would like to go down to Wilson or Whaler, which that's a pretty easy trip for us. It's only about three hours from us. Uh, but one of the one of the big things we have coming up, and I talked to Kentucky Game and Fish, one of the biologists yesterday, uh, we're actually going to do a Kentucky field show, which is uh, a program that that our our game and fish puts out, and we've been, we've been asked to do a show with them. So uh, I'm going to be on Kentucky Game and Fish, and I think we decided yesterday we're probably going to do it in December. Very cool. Now, what are winters like down where you guys are at, as far as fishing goes? You, Cody, you were saying you like it in the winter, right? Yeah, we have we have quite a few days in the single digits. Uh, you know, it's nothing like what y'all are dealing with, but you know, we have quite a few days that are pretty cold. But I deal with the cold a lot better than I deal with the heat. I, I don't mind sitting out in the boat all day, if it, even with it eight or nine degrees out. But when it's not when it hits ninety outside, I'm ready to get off the water because I feel like I'm going to melt. It's all extra insulation. Uh, yeah, no kidding. I'm grateful for it too. It, it, but it never gets cold enough here and stay cold enough for our water to freeze over. Our water never freezes over. Yeah, you'll get in the low 40s is the lowest it gets. That I could live with. I don't mind ice fishing at all. I just hate having to drag all that gear out. Uh, Kevin over at KB Angler says, "Mark, your signal got better. The picture not so much. It's too clear." <laughs> You know, usually I don't do this while I'm during a stream, but hold on a second. There we go. You guys can take a guess what just happened with that one. <laughs> <laughs> see you later, Kevin. You see, even J-Dog's uh, agreeing with you. He says, Cody can handle the cold because he's a fluffy fella. Yeah. <laughs> it's I resemble that comment myself. So, Sampy catfishing, Sampy, what's going on, Mike Sampson? How you doing, Sampson? Is from Tennessee too. He he gets on a lot of big flatheads. So, well, gentlemen, any last words you want to plug anything before you go? Um, tomorrow, uh, probably around nine o'clock Central Standard Time. I think uh, we'll be live, or me and J Dog will be live, um, separate streams and. Uh, but to get on the on the same channel here, uh, fishing for catfish tomorrow. We do a Wednesday night Bible study. Um, our saying on our motto on our channel is God, family, and the great outdoors. So we're not shy that 
we both have a strong uh, faith and love for Jesus Christ. And then normally when we have edited videos, they come out on Thursday night at 6.30 Central Standard Time. And we try to do those weekly, but when the fish don't cooperate or we do live streams, so we don't put the same footage out twice, we don't we miss a we miss an upload or two, but that's what the channel's got going on. What about you, Daddy? Did I leave anything out? No, no, sounds pretty good. I'll be at work tomorrow while they're fishing. <laughs> don't you just love when they do that to you, Dad? <laughs> yeah, and and I'm gonna be in his boat. So look here. Yeah, this is where you hide the keys from him, Larry. <laughs> J Dog will come pick him up. He'll drive all the way down and pick him up, though. J Dog's a good dude. I don't care how much smack talk he's been giving us all day. So everybody listen on a podcast, I'm going to make sure that I include a, um, a three plus ones link uh, to their YouTube channel. Go check them out. Uh, I think you guys will really enjoy it. I want to thank you guys for being on the show. I really appreciate you giving our time. And Larry, thank you for rushing to get on here. I appreciate it. You didn't have to do that. We could have rescheduled, but you guys did. You guys, you guys were a pleasure to talk to. And I love watching you. And I also want to give Lee Evans morning coffee show. Lee, what's Lee's full channel name? Uh, I believe it's Lee Evans Catfish in Kentucky, but that's subject to change depending on mood swings and <laughs> on so. But I believe that's what it currently is. You guys are you're usually on there with him in the mornings. Uh, it's like somewhere from around like eight o'clock Central Standard Time, if I'm not mistaken, right? Yeah, seven fifteen to eight o'clock. He normally gets it going, and he'll go for an hour or five. You, know. you never know until, until until nature calls or something like that usually right That's it. Or, or a chair breaks or or he'll stay on for five hours if they start doing impressions you guys got to check out the channel to see what goes on over there you got the whole cast of characters so thank you again fellas thank you everybody for watching thanks for the super chats people i appreciate you everybody have a wonderful night thank you god bless have a great one thank you again guys for being on